0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Sean and I have been away for a while, but we are back, and honestly, I'm just going to tell you we're talking about pretty much every sport we we tend to talk about. Uh, started off with baseball, worked our way around to the NFL, then we talked NBA, uh, and we capped it off with a teensy bit of golf, just for a sentence or two there, but obviously college basketball. I did have the hiccups during this podcast, so I do apologize for that, but... When they come, they come. Sorry about that, but we will be back soon. Enjoy the pod.
1: night tom it has been a long long time my friend how you doing
0: good how are you man i know we've both been busy but it's happy to talk to you i'm i'm happy to talk to you it's good to talk to you uh i missed you i hope everything's good down there weather's starting to get a little better here i'm headed down to north carolina in a few days so i wanted to get this in before i went away
1: i appreciate that man everything's good on my end it's been busy um as well um South by Southwest was the last two weeks here. So it's been kind of crazy. Wow. Um, checking out some of the free events because like the badge is like $2,000. And if you do like any of the wristbands or stuff, that's a couple hundred bucks. And
0: is that not the techie it. thing? Is that the tech conference?
1: It's tech conference, it's music, it's arts. It's like everything converges here mm-hmm. and they haven't had it since 2019. So uh,
0: anything big yeah, that you know, I should be investing like in? Anything you've, you've heard whispers of? Nothing I've
1: heard whispers of yet, but I'm going back into work tomorrow after this weekend. So I'll definitely be, you know, I'll be asking around.
0: Sounds good. I appreciate it.
1: You got it, bud. Um, But anyway, Tom, it has been so long since we've talked and so much has happened. Yes. A lot of the news we're going to cover is not breaking or new news, but nobody's heard it from us yet. And I know a lot of people want to hear our T- here are our takes on everything So why don't we get the ball rolling You you suggested we start with MLB So let's do that um, It's just
0: been so long
1: It's been so long And, and we didn't think we were going to get here Let's be honest uh, You yeah. know the season was pushed back a couple were weeks
0: you, Were you surprised here we uh, When it came when it came across that, that they came to a final agreement
1: Of course I mean you know me I'm always glass half empty with MLB And I think we have every right to be How about you
0: yeah, I agree. I, I you know, I didn't think that they were going to be dumb enough, honestly, to go just straight up cancel the season. Um, but I thought we were going to go into like three weeks of missed games, a month of missed games.
1: Me too. I was it's, even thinking, hey, maybe like June 1st, something along those lines. But it sounded like there was so much momentum building up on that week before the agreement finally got settled when they were meeting down in Florida every day. Where it was like, okay, they've made enough progress here. Where once they get back to New York, something has to get done because you can't come this close, have so many, you know, tentative agreements in place. And I think overall, the baseball players' union got what they want. At the the owners, you know, certainly acquiesced upon a lot of things. Uh, and hopefully, this is where we need to be. Universal DH is in effect. Well Extra bad. innings go back to normal. I think well the good runners will be in. Just for this year, it sounds like they're bringing it back, but it also sounds like a pitch clock's coming next year. Uh, the shift is gone next year. So love that, and love that. The game we, hopefully the game that we love is, is coming back into full swing, you know, starting this year and then fully in 2023.
0: Yeah, do you want to go over everything that they agreed upon or just the stuff on the field? I think we can just
1: do the stuff on the field.
0: Yeah, players are getting a little bit more money, but at the end of the day, they're probably still getting screwed in the grand scheme, but players are getting more money, which is always good to hear.
1: It is. And one thing I found very interesting, you know, listening to these negotiations play out and hearing everybody who was in the know talk about them was it was not as much players versus owners, you know, simply put, as we thought it was back in November or early December when this thing started, Tom, it was really more small market owners against big market owners and the high the high pay players against the rank-and-file players.
0: Yeah, there was a little more division, which was kind of interesting because of how strong you hear the union is um, throughout. You know, everybody seems to stand together, but I am glad that they could come to an agreement.
1: Of course, and I think everybody knew – the owners, small market against big market, and the players, the rank and file slash rookies against you know the highest paid superstars, they all knew that it was literally you you couldn't come back from this if you don't have a if you don't have a season. It, there's the the PR has been so bad, the image would be you know catastrophic to this game. I think everybody knew that, and cooler heads prevailed.
0: Yes, thankfully so. Uh, let's talk about some moves. A lot of, you know, the the dam just broke seemingly right after that. A lot of moves going around the league. So let, let's jump around. What do you want to get started with?
1: I think we got to talk about our New York Yankees first, Tom.
0: Sure. Um, so the Yankees... Much to... Is it much to our chagrin? I don't know how to feel about this. Talk about the trade first. Much to Will's chagrin. Traded Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela to the Twins for Josh Donaldson. Isaiah Kinner, filea
1: K- kiner Falefa, but close.
0: Hmm? Hey, <laughs> give me a little slack. Give me a little slack. <laughs> I might just call him Isaiah. And Ben... IKF. You can go with IKF. IKF. I like that. And Ben... Roar, roared
1: Roar felt yep
0: whatever um how do we feel about this deal i mean how i broke it down to michaela because she was very upset to see, see geo go i mean geo it's like you bought a penny stock and you know he went up to to ten dollars a share because he he was a utility player and and he was fun but i was also like we never really won anything with those guys, so to shake it up, I, I like it. I think Josh Donaldson still got a little bit left in the tank, and IKF uh, can can play seemingly all positions.
1: I like that analogy, uh, first of all. I'm jealous I didn't think of it, but that was a really good job by you. you. Um you. I'm gonna be sad to see Gio go. You know, sentimentally, he was a really fun player to watch. And 2019 was a lot of fun. He came out of nowhere. By the way, he was our best
0: shortstop last year. I
1: know it's fucking crazy, and he plays such a fun and good third base. But you know, I think Yankee fans always. Hold certain players in a much higher regard than they should, and they kill other players when they shouldn't. And I think Gio was one that everybody loved. But you know, when I look at this trade, I I was not a fan of it, and and I'm still not a fan of it. And I'll tell you why. It's not that they unloaded Sanchez and, and and gave up Urshela you know, or even brought in Donaldson. I don't think the end. That's the end of the world, Donaldson. Did not have a good two years in Minnesota. He struggled to stay on the field, but he can still hit bombs. If he plays 120 games this year, he should hit 25 to 30, driving close to 85, 90. I don't worry about that. But what I really hated about this trade, Tom, was they took on all of Josh Donaldson's remaining money this year and next. And what that did was that took away resources that they had. And when we talk about all the other free agent signings, it took you away from the market there. And obviously they wanted to go cheap at shortstop. Kiner Falefa was actually traded to the twins from the Rangers and then the Twins just flipped him to us. I have no problem with him as a stopgap shortstop. He he plays really good shortstop. He's a contact hitter. He's a doubles and singles guy, you know, and a kind of a player that we could we could gravitate to. You know, he's gonna put the bat on the ball. You don't have to worry about him going yard too often. And he's a good stopgap shortstop for when Volpe comes up because Tom it's been very obvious their plan, their long-term plan, and maybe even short-term plan beginning later this year or next is that Anthony Volpe is is going to be their next Eric Jeter. That's their plan at least.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that's what they're seeing for the team, and I like that. Uh, I think he's a stud of a player. I don't think this is Cashman's classic blow-and-smoke. I really He's a top-ranked prospect, and he seems to be an excellent player and a player that can actually perform at shortstop. Um I mean that and the Rizzo signing. I mean, I think the Rizzo signing was essential. Um, with the one year, with the one and one, basically an opt out or opt in. Um, the only thing I said to Michaela and anybody else asking was, "We're gonna win ninety plus games, and we're gonna lose in the playoffs again. We we didn't do anything to bring us over the top, to change this team around, and and to really." Come playoff time, I think we're going to be looking at the same thing. How do you feel?
1: I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's I think it's very, very optimistic to look at it any other way. It's essentially the same team that we struggled to watch last year. You know, get bounced by Boston in the wild card game, and and at times hope that we didn't even make it just so we didn't have to watch the team anymore.
0: And this is no knock. Well, there on was Rizzo. multiple times last year, and I know it feels like forever ago. But there was multiple times last year where you just went on strike. I mean, I, I go on strike every single season, but that was <laughs> that was big for you. It
1: was. Well, they were just there were times last year where they were truly unwatchable. Um, and, and unfortunately, I, I feel for Rizzo in this regard. Is you know you, when you look at an off season and you start to assume certain moves, right? If you said we were going to bring back Anthony Rizzo on a really a one in one year deal, like you said. That's awesome. You know, we traded for him, and he played really well for the Yankees last year in the second half. He became a fan favorite. He's great in the locker room. He's a World Series winner. We know all that he brings. He, he gets on base a lot, walks defense a lot, hits the ball the other way, and plays great defense. But that was also under the assumption that Freddie Freeman was obviously going back to the Braves, right? Yep. Which didn't end up happening. And then the Braves, which we'll talk about more in depth in a little bit, they bring in Matt Olson, who a lot of people were talking about being a top trade candidate for the Yankees amongst the athletics, you know, blowing up their entire team. So you look at the options that were presented and it's nothing against Rizzo, but you definitely could have upgraded that position and they chose not to either with be signing Freeman who became available went to the Dodgers or trading for Olsen. They didn't want to part with the prospects Oakland wanted. Um, and, and, and yeah, I, I think you're kind of just replacing Sanchez, who all for all his problems was going to get you 20 home runs and 80 RBIs. Yeah, that's probably what Donaldson's going to do. Connor Falefa is a nice stopgap shortstop. He doesn't do anything. Wow. For me and Tom, the pitching staff still doesn't have any anything really outside of Cole other than question marks Center field is still Aaron Hicks, who Mm. despite the lack of production also doesn't stay on the field all that much. And you've got a lot of you got a lot more questions and answers, I think, on this team. So I agree with you wholeheartedly.
0: I couldn't put it better. More questions and answers. Um, for me, it's just I really I'm really worried about where the Yankees are at ownership wise, and we've been talking about it for the last two or three years. Where you know you go all in, you sign Garrett Cole, but now you're going to waste his prime because. You don't want to spend money. You don't want to go into the luxury tax. And you're going to go cheap at shortstop. Um, and I, I love Rizzo as a player, but you're going to go cheap at first base. Uh, it's just I, I don't like where, they at, where they're at because I use the term half pregnant right now. And they have been since, I don't know, the when they went to the, the year they went to the CS against Houston when they weren't supposed to be there.
1: I totally am with you. And one thing I do want to clear up a little bit because I I think I know what you mean when you say cheap. I don't think you mean not spending money. I think it's more the allocation of resources. I mean, they're gonna go into this season with two hundred and fifty plus million dollars in salary. But again, what I said about Donaldson, you had to take on all of that money. So that doesn't allow you to go out and sign other players. You're you're paying Josh Donaldson a Really exorbitant amount of money to take on his whole salary to me, I think is really irresponsible. When you know what else is still out there, Agreed. and these free agents are trying to find homes.
0: No doubt about it, and that's more what I mean. Is just that if you're not going to be George Steinbrenner and you're going to be Hal Steinbrenner or Hank, whoever the fuck it is, and you're going to tighten that's up Hal, the purse. RIP. Oh, he passed away.
1: Yeah, he passed away last year.
0: Oh well, RIP. But if you're not going to be George, where you're just going to blindly throw money because then we'd probably have, if Freeman's willing to come here, Freeman, and we'd probably have story as well, then you need to spend the money better.
1: Yeah, because, you know, you look back at 2009 and that was a watershed time for the Yankees. And I understand there were other things involved. They came off a season where they didn't make the playoffs for the first time in what, 20 years They had, uh, you know, they were going into the new stadium. But they signed Sabathia, right? And you're looking at, you're going to, you still have A-Rod, who you gave a 10-year extension to. You have Jeter still. You've got Pettit and and Posada. And And you could say we have, and Mo, of course, we've got enough, right? And they didn't stop there. They signed Burnett. And then they went out when nobody expected it. Remember, they traded for Swisher and it said, yeah, Swisher's our first baseman. That's fine. They had Xavier Nady. Nope, didn't matter. They signed Mark Teixeira out of nowhere giving him the most money and that's just not what you're seeing anymore with this team and and i do think some of its stubbornness from cashman i think the other part too is that there are certain players that he really wants to he really wants to win with and there's a certain way based off analytics he wants to win with and you, you start to see a theme here tom he does take it personally when people say well the only reason you're such a great gm is because you bought all your championships he doesn't like that
0: I understand that and I get there's a certain player that he wants to win with. I just want to win.
1: Yeah, all of us do. All of us do.
0: And and I feel like we're just at a frustrating point and I could already see where we're at. Yeah, come come mid-season, come end of the season, come playoffs where the team's just it's it's ill-constructed. There's a lot of repetitiveness on the team um a, a lot of players that if they live up to their potential or quote unquote on paper it would be great but it's a it's a lot of strikeouts it's it's a lot of feast or famine and then from the pitching side it's a lot of well if if severino can come back and be what he was for half a season into the playoffs or if uh james what the fuck is how do you pronounce his last name sean
1: oh uh, jameson tyon
0: jameson tyon can come back and and be healthy and you know, all these all these pitchers behind Cole can be this. Then it's, it's too many cans. You know what I mean? I want a Max Scherzer. I want somebody that when you put him on the bump, he's gonna he's gonna give it to you.
1: Yeah, and and a hundred percent with you. You're wasting the prime of Garrett Cole's career that you paid for. You know, nobody can call you cheap if you gave the largest contract ever to a starting pitcher, but you're not keeping that consistent. You know, you gave Stanton. You, you took on Stanton's money. At that point, I would expect you to be all in. You know, Tom. you look at the people that they're really banking on this year. I mean, Joey Gallo was just awful for the Yankees when they brought him over last year. He was awful. You're banking on him. You know what he's going to be. He's going to strike out a ton. He's going to walk a ton. But you need a lot more production if you're going to live with that. Aaron Hicks hasn't played a full season since 2017. and And we know he has problems anyway, even when he is healthy. And then you're looking at Glaber Torres, who really hasn't been good since 2019. He's playing second base now. Okay, you got you need DJ to have a bounce back year because let's call it what it is. He was really bad last year. These are a lot of question marks. Severino, like you said, is he healthy? Tyon, is he healthy? And can he be you know a good number two or three starter? What are your minor league pitchers like? Is Schmidt finally going to turn the corner? Is Debbie Garcia still a thing? Is Luis Gila a starter? Uh, The Jordan Montgomery, we know, we kind of know what he is at this point, right? He's a, he's a four starter, four or five starter, which is fine, but that's not enough. That's not enough confidence to say, yeah, we're going to roll in and and, and kick some ass this year, especially after last year, Tom, when you, the cashman said it was on the players. Steinbrenner said it was on the players. So if you don't change the manager, you don't change the general manager, you make very small adjustments uh, roster wise. Then, you know, what What were you telling us heading into this year? It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, and you just expect to serve us shit and us to, you know, call it filet mignon?
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And, and the one thing, too, is at least I'm happy about this is with the Donaldson and kind of a trade. They did get a lot better defensively. Rourkeveldt's supposed to be a great defensive catcher. you got Higgish we, we don't have to live with Sanchez behind the plate anymore. Kyner Falefa is an outstanding defensive shortstop, and Donaldson's a really good third baseman. And contrary to Geo making great plays, his war was like 0. .3. Donaldson was like 3.4. Torres' his shortstop was like a 0. .6, and um, and Kyner Falefa was a 3. two. So just that right there is going to make a huge difference defensively, and we'll just see how they line everybody up.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, we're going to watch. We're going to get dragged in. We're going to talk about them all year. But listen to the to the Yankees fans out there, you know, enjoying this podcast. Don't don't get your hopes up. Just and I'm talking to you directly, Sean. Just don't. I know. And you don't seem like you don't Do you seem hear like my more. tone
1: of my voice. Now? No, yeah. I, I'm i
0: hearing you. But, you know, they go on a fucking six game heater and, and, and you're diving right back in and. I just don't want – I don't want you to get your heart broken. I don't want to have to have therapy on the pod like last year, you know?
1: (laughs) I think what any realistic and rational fan should go into this season of saying, I'm just hoping for the best because I'm not going in with a tremendous amount of confidence that it's going to be anything – I mean, listen, you're going to the playoffs. You said it perfectly. They're going to the playoffs and they're going to lose in the first round. That's probably what this team is. There's always changes they make at the trade deadline – you never know what those are going to end up being. You called Rizzo. So if you want to make another proclamation on this podcast now, that would be great. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't know. I, I just don't
0: know if there's anything out there. I think I, I think most of the major moves that were going to happen until the All-Star break have pretty much gone down.
1: Yeah, they've pretty much gone down. Uh, last pit on the Yanks here is uh, they traded Boyd finally. Uh, he had no room with Rizzo coming back. So they shipped him out to San Diego. Good for him. There's worse places to go. And they got a former first round, uh, pitcher. So we can look forward to seeing how they ruin his development.
0: That'll be exciting. Uh, the one thing, other thing out of San Diego <laughs> is the injury to, I don't know if he's the face of baseball, but he's definitely up there in Fernando Tatis. Um, yeah. Apparently he broke his something, our wrist. wrist uh in a motorcycle accident. Silly, silly, silly.
1: Yeah, it wasn't great when he was asked, "Did you hurt this during your motorcycle accident?" and his response was "Which one?"
0: Oof, I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. Not
1: not what you want to hear from your franchise from your franchise shortstop, but nah. let's move across town, Tom. I think we did enough on the Yankees, and like you said, we'll be talking about them at Naughton. I'm just saying, breakfast. isn't
0: it? Isn't it funny before we move on that Sure. the last few season previews, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, same exact team we had the Yankees going to the World Series, you and I, and we were saying if you don't make it to the CS, if you don't make it to the World Series, it's bust. Same exact team now we're just like, let's just not get our hopes up.
1: Yeah, it's been a it's been a swift decline.
0: Yeah. Very fast. Incredible. But yeah, let's move cross town to the more exciting team. And you know my undercover team in New York out of Queens. Yeah. The I know. New York You call me
1: a fraud all the time, but this is as fraudulent as it gets. But the
0: the New York Mets. I'll never wear their gear and I won't ever root for them or anything like that. I just I hope they do well.
1: That sounds like rooting for them. But exactly. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they get Chris Bassett from the A's. Obviously a lot of their heavy lifting was done before the lockout. But I love this trade for them. The A's are, you know, shipping everybody out and Chris Bassett's a really good starter. A's Tom, are Mets doing their
0: uh the awesome. A's, A's, excuse me, are doing their five year annual just clear it out.
1: Yeah, that's that's what they do. Uh but Bassett's a really good pitcher and this this Mets rotation's great.
0: Oh my god. What is he there? Three four starter? It's incredible. This team <laughs> Oh my god, I have the hiccups. I'm What's sorry. going on? I have oh, the hiccups no. is an is an electric deal. I'm gonna try and fight through this. Yeah, I, I I love this. He's a ground ball pitcher in a ground ball baseball park. I was gonna say he's an NL pitcher, but now does that even matter with the DH?
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter as much with the DH, but he is going to he is going to get a lot of quality starts in there for you and he is a perfect option behind the front two of of degrom and scherzer and then you slide carrasco in there i mean taiwan walker's back i know he fizzled down the stretch last year but i think that was just because he hadn't pitched that many innings in a few years i love the makeup of this rotation man they they were going to have a chance to win every single time out and you you just can't ask for much more They, they are everything i want the yankee starting staff to be right now
0: i think a lot of people would take take that staff
1: Yes, for sure. And then they signed Old friend Adam Ottavino to a one-year deal. Uh, They let go Familia, which I'm sure a lot of Mets fans are happy about. Ottavino, listen, he he struggled down the stretch with the Yankees in the second year. He he didn't do a great job in Boston. But I still think he's a pretty decent reliever if you have to slide him in there in the sixth or seventh innings and get some outs. You you could do worse than Ottavino if you're the Mets.
0: Absolutely. And he was pitching some high leverage situations for the Red Sox. So I think he'll be all right. I'm going to try and fight through these hiccups.
1: Listen, man, I'm, I'm giving you credit. I, I I'm not gonna not gonna shit on you for it. I think you're just excited. You're excited to do this pod. Uh, before we get on, we got on the mics. You were expressing a lot of uh, a lot of excitement. So it, it's fine. We're we're gonna get through this.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I just need you to hold my hand through it.
1: I got you. I got you. Um, that's what we've got locally. Um, so let's move down to a lot of notable moves that were done by teams really since uh, in the last 10 days last 11 days and they've been fast and furious tom um you know the braves i mentioned before they they let freeman go and they bring in matt Olson, who's an atlanta kid from the a's in a huge huge trade they gave up four of their top prospects and then they inked him to an eight-year 146 million dollar extension and then uh freeman found his way out to up to the uh, L.A. Dodgers, where the Dodgers now have the best lineup. You sent me that text of their projected lineup. It's literally one of the most scary things I've ever seen. What were your thoughts on the Braves choosing to go a different route, bringing in Olsen, giving him the extension, and also Freeman finding himself back to where he's from, which is the West Coast in L.A.? I, I, liked, uh,
0: I liked it for both sides. I mean, the Dodgers, it's, it's really not fair. I mean, their lineup gets better every year. And now the fact that Muncie can pl- can play DH, it's it, who's an all-star in his own right, I think they have an all-star at almost every single position, at least one-time all-star. I mean, A.J. Po- Pollock, who was in the MVP race a few years ago, is now is now batting, I think, ninth for them in that projected lineup. And then Olsen, I mean, the Braves, they I'm sure they went a little bit more cost-efficient with him, but he's a gold-glove caliber player that can drop bombs as well. I, I love this move for the Braves.
1: Me too. They went younger, for sure. They were obviously not willing to give Freeman the six year, which is not unreasonable. You know, I still think that you should take care of your franchise guy, but listen... If it only took 146 million over eight years to to lock up Olsen, that is highway robbery from an organization, Tom, that is used to doing that. I mean, look at the deal they have Acuna and Ob, and uh, Ozzy Albie's on. You, you literally can't look around that diamond and say there's that they're going to be losing anytime soon. We might see this Braves team unless the Mets are, or have anything to say about it. We might be looking at another historic run of NLE's championships for this Braves team.
0: You, you're not wrong, my friend. I, I think the Mets are going to have something to say about it, though. They might. I mean, they, they certainly are banking
1: on it with the moves they've made. But the Braves, man, they, they're they going to be good for a long time. Uh, one stopgap shortstop, I thought the Yankees were going to be interested in. Andrelton Simmons goes to the Cubs. Cubs have made some low-key, pretty nice signings. They also signed Seiya Suzuki, the outfielder from Japan, to a five-year deal. Um, remember, they brought in Clint Frazier. They, they've been making some nice under-the-radar moves the Braves, or the Braves, the Dodgers brought back Clayton Kershaw on a one-year, $17 million deal. That made sense, right? Make, make sure he finishes his career out in L.A.
0: Yeah, I mean, easy enough. Easy enough, you have to do it. That's, that's That was a layup of all layups. Yep,
1: for sure. There were talks about him going to Texas, but I don't think that was ever serious. Tom, we got to talk about the A.L. East, because <laughs> before we talk Correa, the Blue Jays, really are also a team I wish the Yankees were. They go and take third baseman Matt Chapman from the Ace.
0: I know. And they put him
1: into their lineup and and he hit a bomb in spring training today. He's a platinum gold glo- he's a platinum glove winning third baseman. You get to keep Vladdy at first, BGO's your second baseman. You've got Bichette at short, Guriel Hernandez Grichik out in the outfield tom this team is fucking stacked
0: yeah and their pitching's not too bad either man
1: no they brought in gossman to replace ray and they've got barrios and they've got manoa i mean this team's good this team's just
0: really good yeah their pitching is is sneaky good as well Uh, i just uh uh, this division both divisions on the east coast here are going to be absolute gauntlets Like, it's going to be like a playoff series every single series between them.
1: Totally with you. Totally with you. And I love that the the Blue Jays, you know, I don't love it from a Yankee fan perspective, but I love from the perspective of just competitive balance. This team just does not stop. I mean, you would think they could be complacent and content with the talent they have already accrued and developed, and they're just never satisfied.
0: No, this team's trying to win a World Series. They they think they have the makings for one for sure, and then Boston today comes in and
1: poaches Trevor Story. They give him six years, 140 million to play second base. Um, I, I was I was surprised. Quite honestly, it sounded like it was going to be down to the Yankees and the and the Astros. Because I'm pissed both teams...
0: about this one. I'm sorry.
1: All right, go go ahead. Talk talk about it.
0: That's a team-friendly deal in my opinion, and I think the Yankees should have opened up the purse strings just a little bit in order to stick him at shortstop and, and let IKF just ro- roam around. I'm sorry, with the hiccups, just roam around the infield and, and be a, a fill-in guy. I, I think you gotta you got to top that deal a little bit, and you, and you got to solidify yourself at shortstop. I'm sure the guy would rather play shortstop. Well, it was
1: a perfect situation for the Yankees, dude, because you could play him at short this year and you say, okay, yeah, we brought in kinderful effort. That's great. But he can, he can play the DJ role or how about thinking about this outside the box? You use now Gleyber Torres to go get yourself some starting pitching. Menea Montez from Oakland, who they've been in contacts with. That's a player that should push it over the edge against the other teams that are vying for him. The twins, the uh, the White Sox, amongst, amongst others, I, I'm totally with you, man. And, and if you really love Volpe, you could let Volpe play shortstop starting next year, and you say to Trevor Story, "You're going to be our second baseman for the next five years." Or and hey, Dale, Donald's,
0: Donaldson's only on a two year deal. Maybe maybe you slide somebody over to third base too. Yep. No, this one this one really upset me, especially because I was I was hanging out with my younger cousin today, and he's a bullshit Red Sox fan, and. And he's the one who broke the news to me. And it, it just – that one was like a stake through through my heart. It really was. And I think that's what caused the hiccups. <laughs> it's residual.
1: They're hitting you later on today. Yeah, man, it fucking sucks. I, I thought that's that the, was that, that
0: is the story. only one that really killed me because it's like, all right, we didn't get the first base when we wanted, but at, at least we got Rizzo, who can, get you, can hit you near 300 with 20 bombs of gold glove defense. But – a, a a need like I like I, I like the way IKF plays I like everything you said about him I like what I've seen from him he's fine again he's a stopgap but like you could fill that stopgap right now Tom heading into this off season the Yankees
1: realized that Gleyber Torres was not a shortstop prior to the Geo trade Geo or was going to be our opening day shortstop they they are not ready to promote Volpe who's going to start the year in double a Peraza is going to start the season in triple a who is right behind Volpe as far as shortstops and and projected really good shortstops in the Yankee system. There were, this was the best shortstop free agent class since I don't know when maybe ever between Correa, Seager, uh, Semyon story uh, all on down the line. Like the, the the fact that the yankees chose not to sign either of them to me is just inexcusable no matter how much you trust volpe or peraza it, it's it's criminal to me how they didn't make a move on any of these guys
0: no it, criminal is the only way you can call it so he goes to boston trevor story that is and that's because carlos
1: correa out of absolutely nowhere signs a three-year deal with two opt-outs which means next year he can be a free agent 2024 he can be a free agent to go and play up in minnesota on a 105 million dollar deal again i'm asking where are the yankees and listen tom i, I haven't talked to you about it and, and quite frankly i've forgotten your stance on it i i can't stand when yankee fans are like oh, i would never root for him i don't want them to sign him are Oh, you fuck
0: serious that. just to harken back to to your favorite show you root for the launch You root for the laundry, bro. You root for the laundry.
1: (laughs) Yes, you root for the laundry, indeed. And you know, I you know
0: I respect a cheater until they get caught, but I would have welcomed him with open arms to get him on a three-year deal worth 105 million with two player opt-outs. Like, are the Yankees? Is Cashman just being spiteful and not even making fucking phone calls?
1: Uh, it sounded like they had kept checking in on him, but never really considered him. Checking in? What more, the hell
0: does that mean?
1: I don't know. Hey, he's one of your sports fathers. You got to ask him.
0: They yeah, were no, he's, much more I, him. he's. I'm an emancipated minor. I'm done. <laughs>
1: They were much more in on story from everything that Heyman and some of the other guys were were reporting. So they didn't get him either. But I would just look at a contract like this. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Three years, two opt-outs.
0: You could have had him for a year.
1: Tom, here's the kicker in this deal. He goes to the Twins because the Twins could afford him because we took on Donaldson's money. (laughs) (laughs) So you're welcome, fucking Minnesota. You're welcome. Enjoy him.
0: Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are the, are the only good franchise right now. Cause the, cause the Mets haven't shown us anything in New York.
1: Well, at least the Nets continue to put their money where their mouth is. They sign everybody they can. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying is the Mets yeah. haven't won anything yet. So we can't say it about them. So the Nets are the only good team in the, in the area. And I guess the bills, if you want to count them, but I don't
1: No, we don't. Um, they, they might as well play in Texas, honestly. Um, but no, the, and the Nets haven't won anything either. But you, you appreciate seeing your ownership group go for it and not say, well, you know, I, we just gave Durant and Kyrie max deals, but hey, we really are committed to this Jared Allen and Karis Vert thing. Uh, but I digress. I'm this just I'm answer.
0: I'm tired. Listen, and I thought we were done with the Yankees, but here we are again. Don't talk to me like I'm fucking stupid, okay? I I know what you guys are doing, okay? That's a, that's all I have to say. I'm with you, and they, and and that is one
1: thing that I think drives the fan base the most insane is Cashman and Steinbrenner talk down to the fan base, and and we've talked about this on the podcast, and, and memorably I got into it a little bit with uh, Mike Phillips that time that he did the pod with us where you do not listen to your fan base. No decisions organizationally should be made because of the pulse of the fan base. The fan base are fanatics. That's what fans short for. They're not rational. They don't know GMs. They don't know player pros. They don't know prospects or, or anything like that, but do not talk down to them when you've told them what you're trying to do, say going into the off season that you need to make massive upgrades and continue to piss away every opportunity to make that massive upgrade. That is, that is embarrassing. And Tom, honestly, at this point to appease the fans, I want to wake up tomorrow and hear that they gave Aaron judge a seven year extension because at least, and named him captain. Cause at least that's something that fans can rally around.
0: Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think it's all but a foregone conclusion that he is signed.
1: Well, they better do it soon because they're losing, they're losing the trust of the fan base. Um, as for Boston, I know long-winded way of getting back to Boston. Trevor Story playing second base for them. Man, I don't know if you've seen that lineup, but boy, is it good! They're them and the Blue Jays. They're just going to bludgeon starting pitching in this division.
0: Yeah, not to mention, don't forget Tampa Bay still in the in the division as well. Right, the division and winners of last year
1: and the year before, and yeah, they just they continue to they continue to be great. Um, well, I'll enjoy our series
0: against Baltimore.
1: Yeah, and maybe let's let's not sleep on Baltimore, too, by the way. They did play really well down the stretch last year, and some of those young kids are ready to come up. Cedric Mullins is a star, um, and Rouchman's coming up soon. But, Tom, the Twins, great job by them. This offseason's been pretty good for them. They're certainly committed to trying to win, and the best part about this Correa deal for me is if things completely fall apart, they have easily the most attractive trade chip on, on the open market come July 31st.
0: Absolutely. Are you ready to talk another sport?
1: Oh, am I ready to talk another sport? Let's go.
0: I am going to give you the pick of the litter now, my friend.
1: Well, we prioritized baseball because we had all winter to not talk it. It would be a dereliction of duty and just bad podcasting overall, Tom, if we didn't go into the NFL and the quarterback movement to begin. So where do you want to go here? We got Brady, we got Watson, we got Rodgers, we got Wilson, we've got Wentz, we've got Cousins, we've got Trubisky. God damn, do we have everything. Where are we going?
0: Start off with Kirk Cousins. He just re-upped with the Vikings, so that's done.
1: Dude, this guy's made the most money of any quarterback and any player in NFL history. I don't know how he does it.
0: Oh man! Thank God he didn't come to the Jets. Just thank you know God. That's all I have to say about, about that. Him is,
1: you
0: know what the worst part
1: about him is? When you when we do our tiers that we do every summer, it's it's like you, you you watch him play and you're like, God, this guy sucks, and he never wins shit. But you do your rankings, it's like there's really not more than ten to eleven quarterbacks I'd rather have than him. Because he makes you competitive every year. You're always fighting for the playoffs, and sometimes you're in it, which is better than most organizations can say. But he just leaves you empty, and it goes to show. Like, if you can't make a massive upgrade, he's the guy you want.
0: He's the most interesting story, I think, between him and Stafford in the history of the NFL for guys that are like, I don't know, Stafford's going to get into the Hall of Fame now, but are like borderline just based off off numbers and longevity and playing.
1: I'm with you and Stafford just got an extension too by the way uh yesterday uh 133
0: 133 million or something like
1: that it was something along those lines yeah good for him um okay so there's Kirk Cousins real fast he's staying um we'll go to the goat real fast unretires returns to Tampa were you surprised by this what on a on a scale of one to ten ten being the most surprised one being the least where were you when you saw this news come down
0: Honestly, I put it at like an 8. I I thought he'd at least wait until like training camp was coming closer or or, or going to be like I thought he'd come back like third pre-preseason game or something. But you know what? At the same time, he's too much of a psycho to do that. I guess I don't know, maybe Giselle was like I, I really this is not good for our marriage.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was probably around an 8 too. I I was committed, you know, when we talked about it when he announced that that he was done it, it it made sense for him to be done. But to his credit, you know, he was still under contract technically with the Buccaneers. And you're looking at all this quarterback movement and everyone's going to the AFC. And he's like, man, fuck it. Why wouldn't I come back? We're, we're going to win the NFC again. And he had to do it when he did it, Tom, because it was about to be free agency. So he had to make sure all those guys who were with Tampa looking for new homes came back to play with him one more time.
0: Yes, sir. They're going to run it back for the best
1: yeah that they're winning the division and they're probably going to be one of the top three teams in the nfc aaron Rodgers, speaking of coming back he's going back to the packers on a three-year 150 million dollar deal okay i'll ask you the same question scale one to ten how surprised were you that he was going back to the packers
0: uh this one i was really not surprised too much i think uh it was just a whole fucking song and dance and a very dramatic thing he won't he will be coming back, but his number one wide receiver won't be. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting, um, but I'm not surprised by this. Are you?
1: No, no. I, I I think from everything that... Funny
0: timing, and they said that the Wilson trade had nothing to do with this, but the trade went through, went through seemingly 30 seconds after the Packers announced the re-signing of him.
1: I know. I definitely think the Broncos were all in, but... It seemed all of that bad blood between him and the front office kind of evaporated as the season went along. And then, you know, he was thinking about it. And again, my question is, why would you go to the AFC? Why? You're, you're having a hard enough time getting out of the NFC, losing to Garoppolo a couple times, you know, losing to Brady last year. Don't do that. Stay and win the division again. And take your chances. This was the right move. He should be a Packer his whole career. So he did that. But yeah, to your point, uh, Devonte Adams going to Vegas. That's a big loss for him. We'll see what uh, we'll see what the Packers do. You, you mentioned Russell Wilson, Tom. He's going out to the Mile High City for a fourth round for a uh, it was a twenty it was him in a 2022 fourth for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth. That's a big haul to bring in Russell Wilson. I, I I think he has a lot to prove because he's not been great the last year and a half in Seattle.
0: Not at all. Not at all. I I, I is Russell Wilson the same player he used to be? Is he going to come back, reinvigorated? And he was just kind of pulling a James Harden okey doke on us. What do you think? I think he'll be great.
1: There's a lot of talent on that team, man.
0: There is, and I think I think. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's he's missing Metcalf and he's missing uh, Tyler Lockett. I think Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy should be drafted five rounds ahead of where they're going to be drafted in the in the fantasy draft this year because Judy was one of the best wide receivers in football with Pupu and Kaka throwing him the ball last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Drew offense Wock, to Teddy Bridgewater. I like him.
1: Or Drew Wock, uh, uh No yeah. offense to him. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Seattle, they they can enjoy him at least uh, what it appears to be the direction they're going for this year. But yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I think I think Russ is going to be great. Uh, I think that you know he probably didn't give it his total all, and he's a little much of an egomaniac too. He shouldn't have come back when he did, and I think no. he wanted to be the guy to come back and and be a hero, and he just didn't have it. So good for him. getting Saying out that there the doctors
0: to, are wrong, right? All that yeah. shit.
1: it. <laughs> He he really is one of the most awkward and weird guys and real low key egomaniacal, you know, like selfish players in the league, I think. We don't talk about him that way, but I think he's up there.
0: Yeah, he he's done a uh has he done a good job with his image? I guess so because you just said we don't talk about him like that, so he's done a good job covering it up. I think Rodgers did a good job covering it up for a while, but he got uh, he went way too far and got a little too wacky and and then it was just like the you know again i'll say the floodgates open then it's just like aaron Rodgers is just fucking crazy
1: yeah no he is and 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 russ is he doesn't really know what his brand is sometimes it's that the ultimate team guy the other time is he's trying to you know make it about himself and you know, a fearless competitor, but also I'm not going to lay it all out on the line because I don't want to ruin myself, but I'm going to dedicate 365 days a year to being in the best shape I can. He's a weird dude, uh, and he's definitely been polarizing in that Seattle locker room. I think Seattle finally had to bite the bullet on this one uh, and say, listen, we're not dealing with this anymore. Last year you kind of gave that quasi-trade demand, and we're just going to rip the Band-Aid off and, and best of luck to you. We have to rebuild uh, we have some other ones that we'll get to, but in, as far as level of importance, Tom, what sent <laughs> the shockwaves through the NFL world on Friday is obviously the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, this one absolutely shocked me. I'll say I was at a ten, not necessarily because he got dealt, because we re- we found out last weekend that he was going to be excused of all criminal charges. He's still facing. Civil I was
0: shocked altogether.
1: But were you shocked at where he? Okay, so so talk about it. I was going to say more so on the team, but. Give me your whole thought process here.
0: I, I I understood that all the criminal charges were going to be dropped. Still no word on the league suspension. They'll probably figure out a way to fuck that up as they do everything. Again, I'll say Brady suspended four games for a deflated football. And guys like Greg Hardy were never suspended. Or Ray Rice, it took a video for for him to get suspended. Uh, Julian Edelman suspended for PEDs for like four games as well. A bunch of bullshit. Whatever um i guess we'll treat it on an individual basis and see what they do here um that's just my little rant on the nfl aside from that it's just like i thought it was going to be a, a slow burn really drag it out to right before training camp at least a- after the draft and this one just hit like a bombshell and i mean obviously you're going to go to the browns when which was even more of a shock like like you said, when they offer you how much money guaranteed, Sean? Tom, five years, 230 guaranteed dollars. Yeah, obviously that has n- nothing to do with if he gets himself into trouble or if he gets suspended, they can still wipe that away. That's just barring injury. But do you want to hear the kicker on that real fast? Let's Let's hear it.
1: You know what his base salary this year is? Go ahead. $1 million. So if he gets suspended, like – they're not going to be penalized
0: like at all for the salary cap. It's crazy. I, I was surprised, but then early, earlier in the day, my friend told me, he saw a bleacher report that said that the Browns wanted a man at quarterback, not a boy. <laughs> I guess I got a man. All- I don't know what kind of man. I, I mean, I guess he was dropped of all charges and in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, well, dropped the the all
1: criminal charges, not not civil charges.
0: Yes. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, AF the AFC man, and and this team is going to be good.
1: So they let Landry go, but they bring in Amari Cooper. They Will brought Trump
0: Landry before. back, or at least they're trying to. Okay, yeah, because I know they released him.
1: I don't, I don't know. I would. I mean, if I'm Jarvis Landry, I'm, I'm saying get me back here. I don't care what you pay me. I'll. I want to play with him. But you got Cooper. You've got a lot of talent. Obviously, the, the two-headed monster there is, is running back. Yeah, man, this AFC. I and don't You think know what? But
0: out. also, like, why are we surprised by the Browns? The Browns are the uh, the ra- the Raiders of old where, uh, I mean, they don't care if you kill somebody as long as you can fucking play football.
1: Well, they're right up there with the Chiefs too. You know, Dorsey used to run the Chiefs and he runs the Browns now. And, yeah, he signs a lot of guys with, with checkered. Past, but what was really the disgusting optic? And I'm not want to go down this whole this whole rabbit. hole no, I really, I don't want
0: to. I, I want to comment on it as little as we can, to be honest, because we don't have all the information. Yeah. But
1: all I was going to say was simply, it's disgusting optically that once the criminal charges were dropped, that he teams were throwing themselves at him.
0: Yeah, it's as if it's as if whatever happened never happened.
1: Right. It's like, okay, you're going to be suspended. That's fine. We'll work around it. Uh, Okay, fine. Like you might still face a lot of civil action suits and okay, fine. And our PR and let's not forget, Tom, the NFL has gone relatively progressive. I know that's hard for us to acknowledge, but a lot of front offices have females, you know, in some of the uh, positions of operation. Well, I would assume Uh, the Browns don't female <laughs> there's been female coaches now on coaching staffs and in the analytics departments even sometimes in ownership groups so it's definitely not the all the old boys club anymore as much as it once was so you're gonna have to really sell this to your fans and, and to people in that organization like you said i assume the browns don't i have no idea but either way i really thought he was going to atlanta and for
0: him again why are you choosing the afc Go go to the NFC. He's choosing the AFC because the Browns said that they would give him two hundred and twenty million dollars guaranteed. That's why, Sean, come on, man. Well, it sounded
1: no, no, dude. It sounded like the, the Falcons were going to do pretty much exactly the same. I think any team that signed him was going to be giving him that kind of deal.
0: Well, then I, I he's think an it idiot. was
1: probably a football. Set. I think he looked at the talent and said Atlanta's not very good. New Orleans is in literal cap hell, and they don't know totally what they're doing. We don't. You know, Sean Payton's gone, so at least I can go play with really great running back tandem. A lot of talent on the offensive line and on the defense. Amari Cooper's my wide receiver one. We might bring back Landry. I think overall that's why he did it, but again, you got Lamar Jackson in that division. You've got the AFC champion Bengals in that division who are getting better. Uh, I tell you, man, and and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they brought in Trubisky. I'll get your thoughts on that in a second. They're always good because they have Mike Tomlin. So, I, I I don't know. I, I, I thought there was an easier landing spot for him, but hey, he's going for it.
0: He is. Um It was it was a ten out of ten shock.
1: Yep. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. We'll see what ends up happening in the subsequent months. Uh, I, I did not agree with you from the standpoint that this was going to be a slow burn. I thought as soon as all teams were waiting on was the criminal charges, and once he was found not guilty, it was the, to use your phrase, the floodgates were going to open up, and teams want to know what they're doing. You know, I just thought it was going to gonna
0: be a bidding war, is all.
1: It was, but he he got to play a free agent. You know, he was basically attacking this from the free agent standpoint, uh, even though he was under contract. So it came down to the four teams and. You know, he chose the Browns. Um, I mentioned Trubisky going to Pittsburgh. I thought that was a really good spot for him on a two-year deal. Pittsburgh's obviously always going to be good. What do you think of this move?
0: I think Trubisky's going to have a good couple years over there. I I really do. I I just love the way Tomlin runs that team, and I think they're going to have good offensive weapons for him. They always have very good wide receivers, and I think he's going to have – he might even make a playoffs.
1: Yeah, um, I think the infrastructure there is obviously much better, and he's probably moving into with a little more confidence after that year in Buffalo backing up. I'm glad the Giants didn't bring him in because he deserves to be a starter, and the Giants are trying to figure out what they want to do. Uh, you don't want to pay that kind of money to a guy who should be starting. Um, and Pittsburgh, I thought, was a perfect landing spot for him based off the reasons that you said. Um, Kirk, uh, or I'm sorry, Carson Wentz. He goes for the Washington Commanders. Now, Tom, you're going to have to get used to that. We've gone from the the racist name to the football team to the Commanders now in a few years. To so you got to get your head around that. The commies, there we go. I love it. You'll remember it that way. The commies bringing Carson Wentz in a 2022 second-round pick from the Colts for a 2022 second-round pick, 2022 third, and a 2023 third. What do you think of this move from both sides?
0: Well, I mean, I think Jim Irsay said we are not, after he lost those two games in a row at the end of the season, we are not, he will not be our quarterback. Um, I think that's a des- destination for baby Jimmy G, or I, I don't know if they're that, what, I forgot the name of the quarterback that they have now um, that was backing up Carson Carson Wentz is uh, their guy. But for the commanders, enjoy, Have fun, have fun with that.
1: Yeah, this is a tough spot for the Commanders because apparently they they offered everything, you know, to Seattle for for Wilson, who showed no desire to go there. And why would you? So this was probably the best they could get. They gave up a decent amount for him, bring him back to the NFC East. The detriment really on Wentz is the guy that helped you, you know, become an MVP candidate in Philly after being the second overall pick. You spend one year with him as a head coach in Indianapolis, and he's basically, yep, uh, I'm out. I'm, I'm not dealing with this. So I don't think there's a bigger insult to a quarterback than that. Um, and, yeah, he's going to go to Washington. Is he better than Taylor Heineke? Okay, maybe. Like, maybe by a little bit. I thought, Wentz, you know, if you if you look at his stats, he had 26 touchdowns to eight picks. That's pretty fucking good. But it's all the intangible stuff with him. He's obviously not a leader. Teammates don't gravitate to him. He's gonna, he's due for a couple bad mistakes every game. A slight upgrade, I'll give them. I guess you would too, right?
0: Yeah, from Heineke for sure. Uh, a little bit, just because Wentz can make professional throws more consistently. I guess.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Bigger, bigger play option too.
0: Yeah. Uh, but not much of an upgrade. I would I would take Jimmy G over him any day of the week.
1: Well, that might be where the Colts go. To your point, Tom, and and one thing we didn't mention after you know the Watson trade and signing in Cleveland is where does that bring the child as Cleveland called him in that room? Baker Mayfield is Indianapolis a spot for him? He's he's the next guy on this quarterback carousel. Where where do you think Baker ends up?
0: I mean, I feel like Indianapolis is the is the only option. I mean, or maybe I don't know, Houston would have included him in the trade, right, if they wanted him.
1: Exactly. So they don't want him.
0: What other teams need quarterbacks? Can you think of another team?
1: You know, I I, I can't really, you know, with Trubisky going does he have to take a backup role? I mean, does Seattle? would Seattle say, Okay, we're we're gonna take you over Drew Locke? Like, I would take him over Drew
0: Locke. It, Sean, he beat the Steelers in the playoffs, you know, what, 16 months ago? Yeah. I mean, are we yeah. forgetting that? No,
1: I, I think, you know, Baker's just so polarizing because he comes in. So, so many expectations is the number one overall pick. You know me, I'm not a fan, but I'm also objective enough to say that he did a really good job when they did give him talent this year I think he did a little kind of his best Russell Wilson imitation of constantly trying to play through injury when he clearly just wasn't healthy enough to do so. He should not and have. that hurt him. Yeah, and that hurt him. And and you can look at it from two ways. You can say, Well, he's really a gamer and, and he's trying to prove to his teammates and his organization that he's the kind of guy that's gonna go out there and give it your all. But you could also look at it and say, Okay, well, he's being way too selfish and, and he's costing his team wins. Um I don't know. I, I would guess maybe Seattle and Indianapolis are probably the only spots. You know, one thing that floated through my mind. I wonder if you'd agree with this. I know they have, um, I know they have my former boy from Alabama. But I'm looking at New England. Belichick apparently was enamored with possibly moving up to get Baker if he didn't go one overall in the 2018 draft. Does does, does the Patriots organization decide to bring him in? You know he's already under contract for this last year as a backup, or or say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have an open competition here.
0: I don't think I don't think so, man. Mac Jones is their guy. Okay,
1: I I think Mac Jones is their guy too, but um, it was just a thought. Maybe Philly. Stuff. Ooh, you know, Phillies Phillies has three first round picks. I think they're I think they're gonna use some of that to draft a quarterback that they like this year.
0: That's a good That's a good point as well. Uh, Miami maybe. If they're not confident, yeah. It's to a, so,
1: what's hard with Baker is like he's kind of in that Trubisky spot where he's. You, you can make the case he's good enough to
0: start, but the difference between him and Trubisky is, and I I agree, skill wise, they probably are. Is that he's much more polarizing. That's it's like that Cam Newton thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, Trubisky had you know. I think so many people put it on the Bears and that coaching staff why he sucked more than him actually being bad. But, yeah, I agree with you. Baker is not a guy that you're going to bring in and say, hey, you're our backup. He's not going to agree with that. So, yeah, does Indianapolis say we have an infrastructure around here to make him really good? Does Pete Carroll say I don't want to have Drew Locke and I don't want to draft a guy? So, Baker, come on in. I don't really know any other destinations, man.
0: Yeah, two teams probably. Where do you think if if you if you had to
1: make a a gut decision where does where does Baker go?
0: I like I like your pick in Seattle. Okay, I think Drew Locke yeah. is just that bad. Yeah, he's he's not. They're good. gonna I'm, get I'm him gonna in say- camp and be like, oh my god.
1: I'm going to say Seattle, too, because I think Indy wants a safe quarterback, and that's what Garoppolo is. Even with the shoulder injury, I think you know if he's good for camp, they they want something safe after Carson Wentz. Tom,
0: let's talk about your Jets. I want you to do one more talking here. Do you,
1: can you fight through it? Can you give me a couple of takes here with the with the hiccups?
0: Yeah, I, I, I am trying to fight through it. I'm hoping they go away eventually. I need somebody to come in here and scare me. I need Soy to come in and smack me around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I like they re-signed the offensive lineman McDermott and Braxton Berrios, kind of a Swiss Army knife. I love that. Um, they, made, they made a couple offensive lineman moves aside from that that you don't have written in here that I did like, but they were some minor things. Um, I I really, really like them getting Uzoma from Cincinnati as well. As long as he can stay healthy, that's another weapon for uh, our guy Zach to to go out and throw it to that's who I really like. Zach my is what is is Zach my sweet prince or yeah he's my sweet prince and Darnold was yes, my baby boy. Right. I'm glad we got that figured out. I I'm huge huge on the tight end signing because the Jets never have a playmaking tight end. They haven't had one. I don't even know if ever.
1: Dustin Keller I think right was he your last like real one? Sure. <laughs> all right well there's that i like the jordan whitehead and dj reed signings too yeah ultra that secondary that was abysmal
0: yeah it was it, we needed we needed to do that and i just like the direction they're going in and now i'm waiting to see the draft we got two top 10 draft picks that you do
1: man that you do i i'm i'm excited to see what you do the offseason from from my vantage point looking at the jets is they're upgrading that offensive line they brought back Barrios, which I thought was huge because that's Wilson's safety blanket. Uzoma was obviously phenomenal with um,
0: Cincinnati, with
1: Cincinnati and, and Burrow. So that's a really good move there. You get that playmaking tight end. Uh, and, yeah, we, we play for the draft, and I'm sure they're going to make a few more moves. You know, this was just the first Russia free agency. I'm sure there's going to be some other guys that they look into as players get cut. But, uh, you know, address that secondary and address the playmakers and also – that offensive line. There's a lot of work to be done, but I think Douglas, you know, Tom, the one thing that stood out in my mind was when you see all these trades happening and you see teams teams. getting fleeced or you see what teams have to give up. I I still cannot believe the jets got what they got for Jamal Adams,
0: man. That's the trade of the decade for me.
1: It's, it's something else.
0: It, It really is. And I can't wait to make those picks. I hope that Douglas has not done. I don't think he's got a single blemish thus far. In my opinion.
1: No, and we all know this, Tom, it, it comes down to the quarterback. If you got the quarterback right, everything else is gravy. But to this point, he's done, in my opinion, an exceptional job. And that moves us over to the New York Giants, who I also think are doing a great job with the very limited cap space that they have. Uh, they've also been bolstering up this offensive line. They bring in John Feliciano from Buffalo. They bring in Mark Glenowski, who is a guard, uh, an all-pro guard with, uh, with Indianapolis. Um, and they brought in a real backup quarterback, Tyron Taylor, on a two-year deal, which he's, he gives you coverage if Jones can't start the season because of the neck injury. He takes over when Jones inevitably gets hurt again. And if you go another route after the fourth year and you draft a quarterback or you are able to trade for a quarterback, you have a very competent backup uh, something the Giants haven't had in a long time. So uh, I'm, I'm here for what the Giants have done. There's been some other under-the-radar off- offensive line moves they've done too, just like your Jets, because the offensive line obviously we know is horrible. Uh, I don't think it changes the fact that they're going to go offensive line with either pick five or seven. But uh, I really like what the Giants have done with the limited um, resources that they've had.
0: I couldn't agree more. I, I will say about the Jets, I I know they re-signed Flacco, but I would like them to get a, a- a uh, backup quarterback that understands that they're a backup, because Flacco still thinks he can be a starter. And and I, you and I both yelled and screamed about the Jets' backup situation for the entire season last year.
1: Yes, you don't need Mike White coming in there thinking he if he has a great game he's gonna usurp, you know, Wilson.
0: No, and you don't need Flacco, who's who still thinks he can do it.
1: But I do think, that at least with Flacco, is he gives you competence. You know, when you watch Flacco last year and the year before that, he's not a bum. He's not doing anything special, but he's not a bum. And the backup quarterback is a role and a position in this league, Tom, that you re- you really see the difference between teams that you know bottom out and the teams that don't, because everyone goes through injuries. I mean, the Giants had Mike Lennon. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. And, you know, other teams had legitimate backups. Colt McCoy was in Arizona. He kept them alive. Uh, so it, it's a huge position. And if, if you don't have a good one, your entire season ends. And Tyron Taylor's a pro. And I and I do think Flacco at this point knows that he's not a starter, even if he wants to be.
0: Yeah, I think deep down he def- he definitely knows. All right, you ready to move on to some NBA before we talk college basketball? Let's do
1: it, Tom. So, we, we're we're coming down the stretch here. Uh, so, I want to kind of get your your headline picks here in the Eastern Conference playoff race. You know that eight through six is is really tight, including my Nets, and then you've got the Raptors and and Cleveland Cavaliers. How do you see this shaping up in the last couple weeks of the season?
0: I think aside from the Bucks and the and the Sixers flip flopping, Sean, it's looking pretty pretty chalky. Uh, through the through the eighth seed there, I mean obviously we go what ten deep now, but I, I'm thinking the eastern the eastern conference excuse me is is pretty locked up. So we got the Heat
1: three games ahead of the Sixers and Bucks who are tied for second. Um, the Celtics I think we need to spend a minute on them. Yeah. They've been the most impressive team i i don't know how this turnaround really happened udoka's been a a great coach tatum's taken another level uh taking it up another level but do you think the celtics team we've spent so much time talking about the other teams in the east i think we've overlooked boston is this a legitimate
0: contending team right now i do think so i think with the emergence of robert williams being able to stay on the floor stay out of foul trouble and the ability for him to close out on three-point shooters. And now with, you know, his shot, including his shot blocking ability and how well he rolls to the basket. He's just, he's just taken, you know, you say Tatum's taken a step up. He's taken 10 steps up in his game. And then if Tatum can continue to play at a top 10 player level, I think they're definitely a contender. And the Derek White trade was amazing. And then you you're talking about all this without their second best player, uh, the best player on a lot of teams in this league. Jalen Brown has been in and out of the lineup. So when he comes back, I think this team's going to be even better. They're absolutely a contender, and that they defense is going to keep them in every season, in every series.
1: Yes, they have a real identity. There's a lot of teams that don't know what their identity is, and and they do. They're they're, you know, what's their rotation? Seven, eight deep?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Yudoka finally figured out the rotation. He finally figured out who to keep out of the lineup. And and he knows that they're going to play hard fucking defense like a Thibodeau team. But the offense, the offense is a thousand times better. And they can always dump the ball into Tatum or Brown when they need a bucket.
1: Couldn't agree more. I was watching them play the Nets two weeks ago um, when Tatum and Durant were, were going tit for tat. And I was just marveling at how good their defense was, but more so the connectivity of the defense, not just the singular defense that some of these guys play at. Williams, you mentioned, obviously, we know what smart is, but they just took it up a level where I was like, wow, this team is this team really knows what they are right now. And it's it's scary for the rest of the conference because I don't think other teams expected them to be this way, uh, especially after kind of that slow start they got out to.
0: No, but you know what? Now looking back, it was just new coach and and trying to figure out who your guys were. Yes. Yeah. All right. Who else you want to talk about, my friend?
1: Well, I think we got to do a couple minutes on this on this play in. You know that that race of ten through the ten through seven, and then obviously is Cleveland to you as as cemented in six as you think that they are. They're right now. Uh, let's see here. They are. One and a half games up on Toronto and four games up on the Brooklyn Nets. Are they holding on to the six seed? Jared Allen's hurt right now. I know they've, they've kind of been falling apart. Mobley's kind of hitting that, that rookie wall. Do they hold on to the six seed or do you see Toronto? I don't think the Nets do, but do you see Toronto taking over that sixth spot?
0: The way Siakam's been playing re- recently and the way Van Vliet's been playing for really the past couple years, I think I think the Raptors are going to overtake him. It was a fun run from Cleveland, but – you like you said, Allen's hurt. Mo- Mobley's hit a bit of that rookie wall, and then you know you don't know what you're going to get out of in every night. Kevin loves the gas is starting to run out of the tank, and then Garland just can't can't do it all.
1: Yeah, and, and Levert, you know he has his nights, but he's not going to be the reason you win.
0: No, he's not going to carry a team.
1: I'm rooting like crazy for for Toronto to overtake Cleveland because I don't want any part of having to play Toronto as part of that eight, seven. And and, and to be honest with you, Tom, I'm not guaranteeing the Nets finish eight. Uh, You know, you look at these standings, they're only one game ahead of Charlotte and they're only two games ahead of Atlanta and time's running out. It doesn't, Ben Simmons is nowhere close. He's nowhere close. And I know Steve Nash keeps expressing optimism, You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like Aaron Boone expressing optimism about an injury. I'm not too
0: confident. I agree with you. And honestly, I'd have to look at their schedule. It really depends on how many games Kyrie Irving can play because he is a bad fucking man. And this is why, despite it all, and I've said it a million times, Kyrie Irving is my favorite player in the league. I mean, going off for 60 last week after not playing for a couple games, he, he is just incredible. Tom, you had
1: 50 two weeks ago in Charlotte on 19 shots. He had 60 on 32 shots.
0: He's the, him and Durant are like efficiency Kings. They are just honestly, aside from both of their kind of out there wackiness, they are a true basketball nerds, just wet dream.
1: They are. I mean, there was that stretch where Kyrie went for 50. Then both of them destroyed Harden and the Sixers just took their souls from them
0: yep and that, then that just goes that game right there alone is Harden in a nutshell
1: yes it is yes it is I don't do you want to spend any time talking about the Sixers and, and Harden right now or do you want to save that for another time
0: let's save that for the playoffs these hiccups are okay. killing me and we got a lot to talk about <laughs>
1: they are. I'm 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 really I'm really feeling for you man I
0: and there's I also not much been... to say about Harden like that we haven't yeah. said already no, there's not. And I know um, you talked yourself into him because he was on your team, as would any fan, but let's yeah. be real.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the warning signs were there, you know, not last year. He was played an MVP clip, but when, once he got hurt, he was not the same player. And even the whole first half this year was just not the Harden that you were accustomed to seeing. But, you know, like I said, you go 50 from Kyrie, you, you dominate the Sixers with both of them on the floor. Then Durant puts up 53 on your Knicks in a, in a really close game last Sunday. And then Kyrie goes for 60 um, against Orlando. I mean, that was four straight games. It, it's It shows what this team could be, but the problem is, Tom, is there's only three more games that Kyrie Irving could play in during the course of this season. And it does not sound like this New York city mandates going anywhere for as stupid as it is. And I don't want to go all down that roll that road, because I'm, I'm infuriated about it. It makes no sense. The baseball teams might be having to deal with it now. And we'll, we'll cross that bridge if, and when we get there, but it's the most asinine, stupid, illogical mandate,
0: Listen, rule, whatever for, the hell it is for all, all people. I'll, I'll, I'll end it up really quick for all people that don't understand what's going on with, with this or, or, just need me to paint a picture. Kyrie Irving cannot play in the Nets home games, but he can sit courtside and cheer on his team without a mask on in the same building where yep. he can't play. That's enough. That's it. Right and there.
1: unvaccinated players from other teams can still come in and play. Um, So there's that. It's the private sector thing. Do research on it if you want. It makes no sense. It's it's really putting a a, a really bad look on who I think is a really good mayor for New York City and and has done a good job. But anyway, that doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon. So all of this optimism that was surrounding, oh, well, by playoff time, he's going to be playing home games. I don't think he is. So he's only eligible for the Memphis and Miami games next week and then one game down in Atlanta in like two weeks. That's it. So this basketball savant, the mastery that we're watching with Kyrie Irving. And hey, let's, let's just put the quick disclaimer on it: we know this is all his fault. All he had to do was get vaccinated. Everybody else did it, so go fucking do it. Like he's not going to at this point. We know that, but this is this is all self-inflicted. It's not being helped by the rules. But Tom, I'm worried about this Nets team because you know you watched the other night. You, you, they play Portland. Portland sucks. I mean, the Knicks dismantled them the night before. Uh, and, and the Nets do everything they can to to not win that game. And I like Dragic, Bruce Brown's been playing real well. Obviously, we know what KD is. But if this team doesn't have Irving and, and doesn't seem like Simmons is coming back, at least anytime soon, if they have to play against Toronto, that's no Kyrie in either game because he can't play in Canada. I don't feel so certain that this team's just going to make its way out of the playoffs. It kind of reminds me of some of those Yankee wild card seasons where it's like, yeah, there's so much better, but it's one game or two games.
0: Yeah. Kyrie's a linchpin and that's, that's really, really got to make you nervous. And it's kind of understandable when, when Harden wants to leave because of, because of that.
1: Uh, I'm a hundred percent with you. Um, I'd ask you if you want to talk your Knicks at all, but that's up to you.
0: No, what is there to say? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 bringing back Tibbs and and the, all the wrong guys are playing and fuck them. RJ Barrett right. looks great. Let's and move Randall over to the has west. Awoken. Yes,
1: Barrett. By the way, he when when this season's done and you give your state of the Knicks, I, I I would love to jump on the uh the bandwagon of waxing poetic about him because he is really good. Um, oh, let's move over to on the on west. That,
0: wand bag, that wand bag bandwagon, but it's <laughs> it is filling up fast. The West, yes. Um, the Suns, with, without Chris Paul, just keep it rolling. They are my champion. I placed a major bet on them to win the championship, and you know I'm rooting heavy for CP3 to get his title.
1: I, you have as good a chance this year as, as any. Um, I don't see a real contender out West, although you, you remember when we talked right after the uh, second half, or right when the second half started, I picked Memphis to represent the West. I'm, I'm not jumping off of that, but, you know, Phoenix should be the team. I love this Memphis team. They're in second. They're nine games behind. The Warriors are a game behind Memphis for the three spot. Steph is now hurt with a foot injury. Draymond finally came back. They're trying to piece this all together, Tom. Do you... Do they have enough time? I mean, Wiggins hasn't played well at all since since getting into the All Star game. There's a lot of storylines with this Warriors team. Uh, where do you where do you look at them as we come down this home stretch here?
0: I don't think they're I don't think they're healthy enough. Clay does not have his sea legs under him. I know he's a big boating guy, so I'll use that term. Um, Wiggins nice. Wiggins has looked terrible. Draymond needs to pl- play himself back into basketball form. And I mean, honestly, with the Suns 10 games ahead of it right now, if they keep playing the way they are and then CP3 comes back for the playoffs, there is no team here that I'm looking at from 10 to 2 that can even compete with them. And of course, they're, you know, they got to play the game. So there will be. But right now from 10 down, I do not see a team that can beat them in a series at all. There was, there's three teams that have my biggest
1: level of curiosity and we'll go through them. They're all three in order. So let's get your take on them. We'll start with Dallas as the five right now, Tom, they made that Porzingis trade and Dinwiddie was just a bum in Washington. It seemed like there was never a fit there. I, I thought that it was kind of a bad, bad contract for a bad contract. He hit two straight game-winning shots, including one against my dad's the other end of Barclays. That just absolutely broke my heart um, because Durant made one of the most cold-blooded shots you'll ever see right before that. But this Dallas team finally seems like they have a real identity, too, kind of like Boston. They have a synergy. Dinwiddie's playing great alongside Luka. They kind of know what they are. I'm a big fan of this team. I think they could do some damage.
0: I do, too, and I could see them going to the Western Conference Finals and getting crushed by the Suns. <laughs> yeah that's
1: kind of the caveat that we'll we'll put with every team um denver's another one it doesn't sound like jamal murray's at all close to coming back but this team is another porter one might got. be. porter might be yeah yoke it's just jesus is he your mvp right now
0: yeah i think he is i i because you know the way i look at it the way i look at it is i mean Embiid has having an incredible year Embiid might be the best player in the league, but the most important and the most valuable player is Jokic because this team would be down probably below the trailblazers right now. If he wasn't playing
1: with you a hundred percent, um, Gordon's played a really nice brand of basketball, you all do, guys. but
0: it's crazy. Sean, you can name anybody on that team and say they've been playing well. It's all because of the Joker.
1: Yes, it is. It certainly is. Um, You know, I wouldn't be shocked if they made their way to the Western Conference Finals, too. And then you got Denver, um, or Denver, Minnesota, who's 42 and 30. You live with them on some bad nights, but Cat dropped 60 last week, the night before Kyrie did. D'Angelo Russell, you know, he he is an enigma for sure. And then you've got Ant, and then you've got that, you know, nice supporting cast of of Beasley when he's on, and Pat Bev, I mean, they were clowning the Lakers last week. I like this team a lot. I don't know how serious they are, but they're they're a fun team if you catch them on the right night. And I'm I'm happy for them, and I'm I'm happy for that fan base too.
0: Me too. Uh, it I mean, talk about aside from the, aside from the Kings, you can say it's about time for them. It's been a long fucking time, man. Do we even need to talk Lakers or just like ugh, it feels icky icky to talk about them? I can't even get it out.
1: you've had a hard time getting anything out but you you're hanging in there and i give you a lot of credit um i will i will pose this question to you and if you don't have an immediate answer that's fine because we didn't prep for this but has there been a player in recent memory for you that has crashed and burned in a shorter amount of time than russell westbrook i mean other teams are making fun of him he's getting eviscerated he's shooting air balls last year he was the reason the wizards got into the playoffs he played great for them this has just been unfathomable to me can you think of anybody that mirrors this
0: no not at all and i think it's a lot of this is self-inflicted because he's such a polarizing guy and he's usually such an asshole to the media uh, even when he was a great player So uh, most of this stuff is kind of deservedly so because he's kind of a dick.
1: Yes, he is. And he's used that mentality to become what he's been. And he has always been a great player, whether you like his brand of basketball or not. I, I do think this is why you see so much disrespect from opposing players and teams, though.
0: Yeah, no doubt. That's that's what I'm saying. Is he's just been a dick, and and now that he sucks, it's like at some point you were, that check was going to become due, and either you could pay it or or you can't, and clearly you can't. Do the Lakers
1: finish in one of the last play in spots? They're at ten right now.
0: Um, let me look at this at the standings. Yeah, the Spurs are three. They're like two three games, two and a half games behind them. Um. Yeah, they're, they're actually three full games behind them. I I don't I, I don't see the Spurs catching them. I don't see anybody catching them. So yeah, and I don't think I think I think Silver would jump in front of a, a of a moving bus to get the Lakers into the playoffs.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, me too. So they'll they'll likely. I mean, for the season were to end today, they would play the Pelicans. Um, and I think the Pelicans would stomp them. I, I hey, LeBron now is second all time in scoring what he's done this year and it sucks with how bad they've been but what he's done this year is just nothing short of
0: remarkable. Oh, he's incredible and I'll also say it sucks because he's so fucking annoying. Yeah, he is. He doesn't help himself. He never has helped himself with that. No, but I feel I feel like I feel like since he since like the Cleveland championship coming back down from 3-1 after that season, he's gotten so much worse.
1: I agree. I think when you listen to him talk and especially you know we're we're celebrating the 75th anniversary this year and the 75 greatest players and you saw the converging of of all those players at all-star weekend you know he really truly believes that he's the best player of all time for what he's done i mean he went to eight straight finals for two different
0: teams um the best part of that whole 75 thing was that MJ got it introduced last and he, he wasn't supposed to go stand in the middle and he went and stood in the middle. Cause he's like, I'm the fucking best of all time. Like there was no doubt about it. He just went right in the middle.
1: Yeah. And and that's, we're two years removed from the, from the last dance. And I think LeBron really took that personally because this is supposed to be his time. Why are we celebrating Jordan? He's been out of the league. He's a, he's an owner. He's not doing anything. But th- he believes that from the from his passing to his rebounding to his availability to his eight straight finals appearances to him coming back from three one to bringing Cleveland a championship, he believes truly he's the best player of all time. And he has become insufferable with that since that Cleveland
0: championship. Well, he's he's also just annoying because, you know, a couple of years ago, he was like, oh, I'm more like Magic Johnson. I'm not a scorer. Then this year he gets mad because everybody's like, he's like oh, everybody shits on my scoring. It's like you don't want to be viewed as a scorer. You want to be viewed as an all-around player. Then a couple of years ago he goes, oh, my biggest regret ever was, was naming my son uh, LeBron James Jr. because I put too much pressure on him. Oh, well, th- the last f- – fucking year and a half all you've been saying is i want to play with my son when he makes it to the league and this that and the third like why don't you put a little more fucking pressure on him then that's
1: a really great point by you that's true he he has not made it easy for himself he's not made it easy for <laughs> no, his he son he talks
0: out of both sides of his mouth he's a, he's the biggest hypocrite of all time
1: and on top of that he's not for as great as he still is he's not capable of dragging a team anymore.
0: No, he and, can't do he can't do it, you know, 82 and then the playoffs. No.
1: No he can't. So he's he's one of these guys now where he's looking around at the team and he wants to blame everybody else and again, probably the exclamation point on your whole argument and and, and a really good one is he's constructed these rosters. He forced them to trade for Anthony Davis and give up Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart and all the picks. He forced Which, them Which by take the way was Russell worth Westbrook. it for the
0: ring. The Westbrook trade is is indefensible, but the Davis trade I would do over and over again. But for did that they ring. have
1: to give up everything that they did? He was only going to go to the Lakers. We talked about it 3 years ago at the time. Like they they basically played it against themselves. But you're right. The Russ trade think of all the flexibility they would have had this for this trade deadline if they did the Buddy Heald
0: trade. And now they're fucked and he's fighting with the Lakers and and saying he's pissed at them cuz they didn't trade a first round pick in, in 2070 and and Russell for John Wall who hasn't played in like 2 years. And and what do you think it's going to get better in the offseason? You're not you're not going to get more draft picks in the offseason. Like where are your assets? There are none, Uh,
1: and, and Bill Simmons made this point on his podcast this past week. The Lakers are the only organization that can stand up to him. You know, he had Cleveland by the balls because they were so grateful for that first run he had with them, and in a perfect world, I don't think they wanted to bring him back in 2014, but there was no way they could say no. He brings them the championship, brings them to four straight finals. He leaves again. The Lakers are the only team that he could possibly be on, it's like no, you know what? Fuck you! Like we're not we're not doing everything for you. We, we've done we've done everything up to this point that you've asked for. You've put us in a really terrible situation. We still need to be good when you decide to leave. Which I was going to say. And oh,
0: by point. the way, at some point you're going to leave, and we're going to be left with nothing, like you've done to the last Cleveland, Miami, and and Cleveland again franchises. A hundred percent. So. This Although Cleveland, if it. you remember, did stand up to them because he wanted them to trade that sexton pick. The Boston right. pick. That's a good point. Yes, I forgot about that. At some point they did stand up to him. They drew the line. So you gotta give him a little respect.
1: No, you're right. You're right. I I I, I glossed over that. I, I forgot that they didn't do that. Um so yeah, but you know what I'm saying though. Like as far as Of course. As, Gravitas of an organization, the Lakers can say, "Kind of fuck you. We've done everything for you, and if you don't want to be here, that's fine." But we have an organization to run and be good because they're like the Yankees. That fan base expects to be good all the time, and they're not gonna. They'll they'll say we'll take the rebuild because they got that championship. Maybe it feels empty because it was in the bubble. I don't know. A title's a title. My team has never won one. I'll year take is, it. Forty years removed, you'll take it. But yeah, they're they're they they're gonna stand up to them now and. The entire reason they're in this bind is because of him. Um, I think that pretty much covers the NBA. Was there anything else you wanted to get to in the West?
0: No, not at all. Suns are going to the Suns are winning it.
1: All right, I'm, I'm still I'm still going out on a limb and taking Memphis. Um, Tom, I have to ask you, what have you thought of the tournament so far, and how's your bracket doing?
0: Tournament's been a ton of fun. Um, my bracket was actually just destroyed as we spoke because i picked auburn go cheaters to win it all and i believe they just lost to um miami
1: miami
0: so wow my bracket was busted as we spoke um so yeah half my final four four is done because i also had baylor in there yeah me been... too i You know what? I'm not even going to talk about gambling, because, and you guys should know what that means if I'm not talking about it because I I don't (laughs) want to jinx it. So I'm going to leave it at that.
1: All right. We'll leave it at that. My finger has been very
0: much on the pulse, though. Let's just say that. The
1: tournament's been great. It was crazy starting day one. The early slate of games. Uh, I lost with Baylor yesterday. What a comeback they made, though, against North Carolina to force OT yeah. and then lose. Um, I lost Wisconsin today. They played like absolute dog shit. North Carolina State, is a
0: wagon. They're going to the Final Four.
1: They look really, really good.
0: St. Pete. Um,
1: and St. Pete, Tom, you're still up in that area. I know you're not in Jersey City, New Jersey, but 15 seed at the Sweet 16, man. That's fucking great.
0: Awesome, representing for the Mac out here. Love it, love it. Um, trying to think of any other huge
1: storylines. You know, obviously my Huskies. I was going to say let's let's have
0: away. let's have the um, whatever you want to call it the the memorial service for your UConn season. Terrible game, really, really A- disappointing. Awful game.
1: Really disappointing, and and you know me, I I obviously I will always say the Huskies are my third favorite team um they had some down years there after winning in 2014 they've gotten back to the big east i love hurley as a coach this team was a very veteran team um with whaley and martin and cole tom they ran into a buzzsaw fucking uh teddy whatever the fuck his name was uh teddy buckets on new mexico state had 37 of their 70 points like they could not stop Listen, him did well. they
0: run into a buzzsaw or did they just not fucking start? They should have been double teaming him the second he hit half court. And that's ex- exactly what happened to him the next game. UConn was weird this year because they definitely had some signature
1: wins and they won games that they weren't winning last year. Now, they, are, they were a much more well-rounded team this year than they were last year, but they didn't have the alpha like book night. Cole was their best player, probably. Sonogo on certain nights was their best player, but they didn't have that one guy. Cole's just an undersized guard. You can't
0: be like, "Hey, you you need that one guy in the tournament too."
1: You do. I mean, we saw it with Napier. We saw it with Kemba. You know, they 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 don't have that. And Sonogo, for as good as he is, he he has those games where he just cannot make a shot. They they play a lot of rock fight games because they're a defensive and, and rebounding laden team. That's what they hang their hat on. But if you can't stop the team that you're playing, they don't play well from behind. It was a disappointing season. Last year, they went to the tournament. They lost in their first game to Maryland. I thought Maryland was the better team. This year, I really thought that they were going to win at least once. Um, And it just sucked. It was a really disappointing loss. So you're going to lose Cole. You're going to lose Whaley. um, You're going to lose Martin. Um, Hawkins, who had a good year this year. He didn't play in the tournament because he had a concussion that he suffered a few weeks before, but he's supposed to be a stud. And they have a good class coming back, including Sonogo. So we'll see. But it was really disappointing. I, I was certainly hoping for more.
0: Absolutely. Sean, remind me and, and and the fans can hold me accountable for this too, to 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 give you when I don't have the hiccups and we have less to talk about, my take on what St. John should do to rebuild that program. Okay. Let's save it for next podcast. Absolutely. We got anything else?
1: No, man. Uh, Just busy with a bunch of stuff. I'm moving into a new place soon, so uh, oh shit, doing some apartment solo or roommate? Solo. I'm gonna be moving in by myself for the first time. Congratulations,
0: Uh, my other friend, my other co-host and buddy and ginger friend Ryan just did that for the first time too. And let me tell you, as a guy who's lived solo before, there's nothing like it.
1: Nope, I'm really excited. I've had a great situation. Thank you. I've had a great situation since I moved here. You know, living in the area I've lived in here in the city has been great, and the apartment I've been in is awesome. Living with a good friend is is always great, but I'm excited to take that next step, have my own spot. Um,
0: You still look at, I don't know, I I don't know geography down there, but are you still looking in the city?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be a little more north because that's where I work. Um, I'm more like, East central right now. So probably, you know, stay, you know, within a, uh, probably uh, the hope is to stay within 15 to 20 minutes of where I'm at now, but stay North cause just trying to cross the river any day, even without tra- like real traffic sucks.
0: Oh yeah, I'm um, sure it's just wanna, brutal be, down there. I, I drive to Brooklyn most days, so I don't want to hear listen, it.
1: Listen, man, I, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you experience one day on like driving on 35 down here, like it's just, it's a shit show because there's not, there's so many cars and there's just not enough other ways to go. So it's, it's not New York. I'll never pretend like it is, but it is certainly pretty fucking crazy. I don't want to be too far from downtown. Um, you know, in case we go out or, or do anything that way. South by Southwest had the second weekend this past weekend, so there was a lot going on um, tech-wise, music all over the city, uh, art and stuff like that. So cool to be a part of that. It was the first time they've hosted it since 2019 because of the pandemic. So people down here were pretty crazy about that. But, yeah, man, everything else is pretty much status quo. Um, give me a little update on you.
0: Nothing much, just going on, going on right now. Just working away until I head down to North Carolina on Wednesday. Nice little getaway with the boys. Play some golf. I got a little bit of golf in today. Um, game is not tight, but uh, I'm hitting the ball okay. But the game is not tight. It needs a little fine tuning. If it was, if it was a simulator, I'd be fine because you know me and me and my best, me and my uh, me and one of my best friends were in first place in our simulator league, which is not a big deal, but. Um, on the course, it just, it, the weather wasn't gr- great today, but it was good to get out there. Let me tell you.
1: I'm sure it was. Uh, where in Carolina are you guys going?
0: We're starting in Raleigh, uh, playing a course down there called Tobacco Road. Knock on wood for us. Say, say a quick prayer because right now it's saying, uh, scattered storms. I'm hoping that we can sneak out there at some point. We do have a tea time booked and then we're heading down to the Outer Banks. I hear it's going to be a tough drive drive but listen i'm willing to do it i we got nothing else to do down there uh we're playing two courses down at the outer banks and then we're driving back up on saturday morning and we are playing the uh course on the the campus of duke university no
1: shit yeah have a great time man that should be quite the trip
0: yeah i'm very excited Still a little disappointed. I, I listen. I hope your dad. I, I think it was a thumb injury. I hope he's doing yeah. better. I I I hope you get out there on the links.
1: It'll come at some point. Uh, and at no other, I have no choice when my brother eventually has his back. Yes, you mentioned this. He's, yeah. he's gonna. He, he, he wants to play golf, so I'll be I'll be putting on a pair of khakis and doing that. But Maybe uh,
0: we can get. Should we get you a set of clubs? I don't know.
1: No, we're not there yet. Wow, well,
0: here, here we go. Here we go. We can get you a, a set of thrift, thrifted clubs or something, just so you have your own bag. It'll be cheap.
1: Well, there's that, but certainly nothing, nothing too pricey. Because I don't know how often I'll be playing. Yeah, I've just, I've no real super strong interest in it. It's just hasn't been. Although I, I will tell you, I have become more interested in watching golf. Um,
0: hey, the players this this so. week last week. Was the weather just made me sad watching them, watching them grind through <laughs> that? But it also made me happy because it's like, oh, I do that. Oh, that happens to me. Yeah,
1: it makes you feel like okay, like I'm not in this alone. Even the best, of, the best of the best are struggling.
0: Yeah, um, it was an incredible performance from Camp Smith. Uh, and couple of weeks, we got Augusta. No. I can't wait, man. That's that
1: that <laughs> <laughs> stretch the there. Hiccups, yeah, man, you you really are. This has been bad. I hope I hope you find a, a way to get scared out of your fucking pants here uh, when we get off the pod. You need Michaela to do something or like have Soy jump up on you. But uh, yeah. dude, I'm telling you that that week that we're about to experience in two weeks, where you've got the Final Four and National Championship game converging with Opening Day of baseball, and then the Masters. Like. Masters and MLB opening day start the same day, that Thursday, the
0: 7th. Oh, doesn't get it's much great. better.
1: It's awesome. So, so we got that to look forward to. We'll be back when you get back from Carolina uh, to go over the update in the tournament, the NBA, anything else that happens in the NFL, baseball, we got you covered. But, Tom, this was awesome to do, my friend. Way to battle through it.
0: Thank you, man. Yes, it's been too long. I'm happy to be back. Great talking to you, and we'll be talking to you soon.
1: Absolutely. Have a safe trip down there. Everybody be good and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you.